0: Welcome to the Moses Lake Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This episode is brought to our church by our worship pastor, Brian Sell. We hope that this message will be an encouragement to you, and we would love to hear how God used it in your life. Maybe just by raise of hand, how many of you in here own a pet? Okay, decent number. How many of you uh, either have young kids in the home or have had young kids in the home at some point. Pretty much everyone. Uh, One of the consistently frustrating but funny things that happens uh, with my son is he wants to eat everything that he shouldn't and doesn't want to eat everything that he should. I'm sure when he gets a bit older, you know, that you'll want them to eat broccoli. You want him to eat Brussels sprouts and some good healthy things. Uh, it's not even that right now. It's, he doesn't want to eat, you know, maybe say a hot dog or mac and cheese. You know, we make it for him. We put it in front of him. He goes, oh, no, I, I don't want that. Uh, but he does want to eat rocks and, uh, you know, several of my electronic devices um, I have on here a little pop socket thing that helps me to hold my phone and he'll just try and eat that. And uh, But one of the more difficult things is when you're trying to get a kid to open their mouth to eat the food when they want nothing to do with it. And uh, it's impossible really <laughs> sometimes to put something in a baby or a pet's mouth when their lips are shut. I've Heard all the fun stories about trying to get dogs to uh, take their pills and you put it in peanut butter, you put it in a thing of cheese, uh, you just try your hardest to get something to open. And in Ephesians 6, we're going to look at tonight uh, a request from the Apostle Paul that I think he would echo even to our generation uh, a couple thousand years later, a request that God would open the door. And in Ephesians 6, the the specific avenue that we're going to be looking at this evening is praying in regard to missions. You see, Christ calls every Christian to be involved in missions through prayer. Some people are missionaries in that they are called to go to a specific region. Maybe they're called just in general to plant churches uh, in specific areas of the globe, I think even of uh, Pastor Michael Bosworth up in Wenatchee with Ridgepoint Baptist, uh, certain people that really they have felt God's call on their life saying, I need to go to this area to communicate the gospel. Uh, thankfully, there are some of us that uh, are able to be at home, if you will, and are able to support missionaries in certain ways Uh, obviously a lot during this month we're talking about financial support of missionaries and we would do that really because of the biblical emphasis on if we truly believe that uh, as pastor preached on Sunday if we believe that heaven and hell are real and that there are real consequences for eternity in what people believe and if they accept Jesus Christ uh, then we have a responsibility to tell as many people as we can in as many avenues as we can. And since I've never gone to, I think of some of our missionaries in uh, Tempe, Arizona, in Wenatchee, uh, around the world in Papua New Guinea, restricted access countries, South Korea and other places, I can't go to all of those. I haven't been to all of those, but there are men and women that have devoted themselves to go there. And so, uh Sometimes we can focus so much, though, on the money aspect of missions and and helping people to be able to stay in countries where, uh, because of their visas, they can't get jobs in the country that they're in, and the only way they're able to remain there and to share the gospel and to uh, establish churches and disciple people is through our support. Uh, Sometimes we can get so focused on the monetary aspect that we forget about the prayer aspect. And so that's what we want to look at this evening We're going to be revisiting this theme, Christ Calls Every Christian to Be Involved in Missions Through Prayer. We're going to look at three specific aspects of prayer and missions that we can be involved in for this evening. Uh, But let's start with a word of prayer and uh, ask for God to bless this time. Uh, Lord, we love you, and we ask that you would speak to our hearts as we dive into your word this evening. And uh, God, we ask that you would stir our hearts, that we would have a greater affection and desire to be involved in missions through prayer. God, thank you for giving us our word, uh, your word that can be our light and our path. And God, we ask that uh, we would uh, pledge now to obey your word in whatever you talk to us about. Love you, God, and pray all this in your name. Amen. If we are going to be involved in missions through prayer, then we have to begin with personal prayer. We can see this in Ephesians 6. It says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So where in verses uh, uh, 19 and 20, he says uh, specifically about the church at Ephesus praying for him, he starts it off saying, you all need to be praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. You see, we will never adequately pray for the gospel to be spread around the world at large if we do not pray for the gospel to be spread in the world that we live in. It would be silly of us to pray for God to work in Africa and in Asia and in Europe and in South America and in Australia and not in Moses Lake and not in Grant County. If we're going to pray for the gospel at large, it begins at home. And I think we can see this from the passage. We need to pray for ourselves that we would be those that would share the gospel. We talked a lot about that during August with our Into the City outreaches, how each of us have a story, have a testimony that God has equipped us with where we might not be the greatest uh, Christian apologists in the world who would be able to have every answer for everything, but for many of us, God has simply equipped you with everything you need to reach the people that he has called you to, whether that be family, friends, neighbors, co-workers, whatever it is, each of us have a personal responsibility to share the gospel. So pray for yourself that you would share the gospel. Uh, again, it would be hypocritical of us to say, God, I want you to, I want, uh, you to work in the lives of uh, the Guy family and the Bosworth family and the Keck family and the Tyler family and uh, the Lutrix. Uh, but Lord, I'm, I'm not praying for me right now. I don't want to share the gospel, but uh, help everyone else to do it instead. Uh, no, if we're going to pray for missions around the world, it starts right here in Moses Lake and it starts right here with us. Pray for our church. Uh, As you guys know, we do lots throughout the year to share the good news of Jesus, whether that be uh, inviting people door to door. Uh, There are different times during the year that we'll have things that we mail out or social media advertisements or things like uh, our into the city outreaches. Uh, I kind of missed this year doing the pancake feed. Uh, due to all the COVID restriction stuff, but that's always a great time where we get to uh, communicate to people about our church and about the gospel. Uh, So pray for opportunities for our church and also that our church would be involved. Uh, I don't know if we always think about it this way, but the church is not the staff. If everything's up to Pastor Rob and Carlos, uh, they can only get so much done. But if every person at Moses Lake Baptist says, okay, I might not be able to do as much as someone else does, but I can do one little thing where I am, if each person is doing one little thing wherever they are, it can make a huge difference in an area. It can make a huge difference in a town. Not only that, but pray for those in your church family. Uh, Sometimes we can, you know, get kind of a big picture of, okay, yeah, I go to Moses Lake Baptist Church and you know, maybe I know pastor and maybe I know a couple other people, but we should get to know other believers and we should learn their stories so that we can genuinely pray for them, that we can come alongside them in community. And uh, church isn't just a spectator sport where we see other people do stuff and it's not simply a volunteer uh, opportunity thing where Okay, we'll, we'll try and get Craig involved in as much as we can. And if Craig's involved in five or six things, then, you know, he's, he's really a good church member. No, the, the church is a body and the church is a family. And so because of that, we need to get to learn and love and appreciate those in our church family and be praying for them to be able to share the gospel. So first, we need to begin uh, praying for missions with personal prayer for ourselves, for our church, and for our church family. But then we need to continue with specific requests. Paul gives a few of these in verses 19 and 20. He says, And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. You see, God is honored not merely by vague requests of peace and, and prosperity and success for missionaries around the world. Uh, if all we're praying is, Lord, bless all the missionaries wherever they are and uh, pray that they see people saved and discipled. Uh, God, God is more honored when we have specific pleas for divine intervention. When we say, God, I want you to do something that only you can do. Now, that takes faith. It takes faith because it puts you out on a limb to say, okay, this isn't going to happen just by random happenstance. That's the nice thing about general prayers of, Lord, be with, you know, be with Anita. Great, but I'm not really asking anything in particular uh, if I'm praying that general prayer. And so Paul here in this passage gives some specific requests for the church to pray for him for as he was spreading the gospel around the globe. He says in Ephesians 6 and 19, for me, that utterance may be given unto me. And that word utterance there, it's wisdom for what to say. It's Paul asking here, Lord, when I open my mouth, please help me to have something to say and something meaningful to say. Uh, In many times, maybe when someone comes to uh, a time of formal preaching or teaching, uh, they'll have things with them. But most of the time when we're genuinely witnessing to people and telling them about the gospel, it's not something that we can just pull out a script and and we're good. We need the Holy Spirit to give us the words to speak that uh, we would have knowledge, not just human knowledge, but the knowledge that can only come from God of, Lord, this is an important conversation, and I need your wisdom in this. And so he says here, uh, pray for me that utterance may be given unto me, that I would have wisdom for what to say. Not only that, but he says that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. He here asks not only wisdom for what to say, but courage to say it. Sometimes we can know, okay, I know the gospel. I know this person. God has presented an opportunity for me to talk to them, but I am scared. And uh, man, so Paul here is asking, hey, pray for me that I would speak the word boldly. And that should be a prayer request. We pray for ourselves, for our church, for our church family. But this is something that we should pray for our missionaries. Lord, help our missionaries know what to say. Help them to have the courage to say it. I think of many of our missionaries that are in restrict restricted access countries or in places where there are repercussions for uh, people converting to Christianity, there are repercussions for uh, even evangelism from our missionaries. And so for them, it's a real thing. When they communicate the gospel for us here in the States, it can sometimes be almost flippant that, oh yeah, Jesus died for you, he loves you, he wants to be your savior, would you accept his gift of salvation Uh, It doesn't cost us anything to say that. But in certain countries where our missionaries are right now, they could be thrown in jail for preaching that exact message. So pray for our missionaries that they would have courage to speak the gospel. And then Paul says here, For which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly. Uh, I love this wording here, For which I am an ambassador in bonds. And uh, it's kind of a unique phrase in there uh, because of immunity and how uh, ambassadors normally work, uh, especially in the ancient world, you wouldn't throw an ambassador in jail for anything. Uh, An ambassador was a very important person that really represented an entire country to another nation. Uh, And so here Paul kind of uses this interesting turn of phrase of, I am an ambassador to all the nations, specifically here uh, to Rome would be where where he eventually would end up. But he says, hey, I'm an ambassador to them, but I'm in bonds that there and I may speak boldly. He's praying for an audience to hear it. He's saying, I'm an ambassador, but I need people to be able to talk to. I need people to tell about the gospel. And going back to uh, even some of the restricted access nations, uh, these would be places where people don't want to, right offhand, hear the gospel. Because they would say, I don't want to be rejected by my family. I don't want to come under government scrutiny. And uh, man, I think of even. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say it on air, but uh, our missionaries to India and a lot of the difficulties that they have gone through uh, that we heard about several months ago now, uh, just all of the all of the different difficulties they went through, it's a very real thing to pray, God, please help our missionaries to have people that would hear the gospel. And for ourselves, that's a great prayer request. Uh, I know growing up myself, uh, my family was a little bit uh, more uh, reclusive a little bit. Uh, we were we were homeschooled so we didn't have a bunch of uh, times where we were out with other people and and we had one vehicle and uh, I, I don't know if you've ever seen me. I'm not necessarily the most athletic of all people. I didn't play a bunch of sports. Uh, so we were kind of just set aside reclusive and so, for me, it was something that I needed to try and learn when, uh, even when I got to college, of okay, sometimes it can be nice to just live in my own little world and, you know, do my thing throughout the week. And then on Sunday and, and during midweek, I can go see my church family and, uh, and just live my own little world, never having to interact with other people. Uh, but we need to have people that we are sharing the gospel with. And that's an important and a crucial thing. So let's pray for that for our missionaries. I think even in Europe, I think of the Tyler family, as well as some other places, Uh, Europe being very post-Christian, sometimes people would view uh, Christianity as something that is particularly backwards. That's something for another time, another age. Uh, We're smarter than that now. And so I think of our our missionaries there really need our prayers for people that would genuinely engage with uh, the work that our missionaries are doing there, that they would engage with the gospel. So pray for our missionaries and for ourselves that we would have wisdom for what to say with the gospel, courage to say it, and an audience to hear it. Think also of kind of this parallel passage in 2 Thessalonians 3, where it says, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified, even as it is with you, that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. And here Paul specifically requests a lot of that uh, stuff with safety, that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. And uh, man, I think uh, I think many of us in here would agree. A lot of times when the gospel comes under attack, a lot of times when Christianity is assaulted, it is because of people being unreasonable not allowing, uh, you, you might say, free speech. And so uh, particularly in some of the countries that are really struggling right now, uh, I think even of some of our missionaries in Australia with a lot of COVID restrictions, let's pray for them uh, that they would be delivered from unreasonable men. For all men have not faith that they would have opportunity to share the gospel. So continue with specific requests. We begin with personal prayer. We continue with specific requests and then we can rest in knowing the victory. We can pray knowing that God has already won the victory, and we simply partake in the spoils of the war that he has won. I want you to notice something here in a couple of these verses in the passage. Uh, In verse 18, we are praying in the Spirit. In verse 19, we are making known the mystery of the gospel back to that parallel passage in 2 Thessalonians, pray for us that the word of the Lord, uh, in 2 Thessalonians 3.3, but the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. And all of these verses, there's one central focus that Paul is writing to these believers and saying, hey, pray for us, but we are not we're not the uh, end-all, be-all for this. Instead, it's the spirit that's working. It's the gospel that we're preaching. It's the word of the Lord that is going out from us, and the faithful Lord who will establish us and keep us is the one that helps us on our mission. God will accomplish his will throughout the earth. In Second Peter 3, 9, it says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, word not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. First John 2 says he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. In Revelation 5, it says they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy, for thou hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people. And nation, Matthew twenty-eight, the pastor uh, referenced and preached from on Sunday says, "All power, all authority, is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world." And again, our theme verse for this year, Romans eight thirty-seven. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. We can rest in knowing the victory that God is going to bring. Because God wants people to be saved. Because we can read in Revelation 5 that there are going to be people saved from every kindred and tongue or language and people and nation. Because we know that Jesus died for the sins of the whole world. Because he has all power and because we are more than conquerors through him. We can pray in faith. I think if Hebrews 11, uh, he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We need to pray in faith. If we don't pray in faith for missions, man, can God really honor that request? If we go, God, I want you to see people saved uh, in Romania with the Tylers. I'm not sure if you can do it. I'm not sure if you want to do it, but, but I'm praying it. No, we need to pray in faith knowing this is God's will. And so we can pray with confidence. And as it comes to us sharing the gospel here in Moses Lake, we can pray in faith, but then we also have to pray and obey. Knowing, okay, God, if I'm praying that you would give me wisdom to know what to say, the courage to say it, and opportunities to share the gospel, you're probably going to bring them my way. And when that time comes, we can't just pray one thing and then live something completely different. Instead, if we are praying for opportunities and boldness to share the gospel, we need to be prepared to share the gospel with others. So we begin with personal prayer. We continue with specific requests and we rest in knowing the victory that God wants to bring. Are we praying for the gospel to be spread here in Moses Lake and in Grant County? I threw in and Grant County because we have lots of people from all over, afraid, and warden, and whatnot. Are we praying for specific requests that only God can answer? I think of the Connors just a couple uh, days ago, I think it was, uh, that we uh, talked with them and the great thing of them finally being in a great building and then being able to uh, remodel and do many things that just really opened up opportunities for their church and, and a whole new neighborhood for them to be able to witness in. Uh, that was something that only God could do, especially there uh, in that city with how scarce land and how expensive property is. Uh, it was a great thing. It was something that only God could answer. What are the requests you're praying for? The specific requests you're praying for that only God can answer. Are you praying in faith knowing that God has won the victory? And as I mentioned, if we're gonna pray in faith, then that means that we need to be obedient when God brings about those circumstances. And as it relates to our missionaries, it might be that if we're praying that God would help our missionaries around the globe, God might say, okay, okay, you can help out with this little bit monetarily with our missionaries and helping them to be able to spread the gospel. And we can't can't really say to God, God, I want you to bless them. And God says, I want you to bless them. And we go, oh, no, no, God, I don't wanna do it. You do it, not me. Instead, we gotta say, okay, God, whatever you lay on my heart, I'm going to obey. Will we answer Christ's call to be involved in missions through prayer. The prayer request of Paul was that utterance, the words may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in bonds that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope it's been an encouragement to you. And if you'd like any further information about our church, we'd like to encourage you to visit MLBC dot church